So there's quite a lot there, and I alluded on Easter Day that this was one of my favorite stories post uh, Easter um, because we see Jesus having a barbecue on the beach. Now, if you're a purist, you'll know it's not a barbecue, it's more of a campfire um, because they've got hot coals of some kind. But anyhow, uh, so here we are. Um, Jesus appears to his disciples and uh, they're back out fishing again. Um, And he comes to them and they've obviously had a bad night and they're pretty tired. And so when he says to them, hey friends, um, why don't you try and throw your net on the other side? They go, okay. At that point, they don't seem to know that it's Jesus, Um, which is kind of odd because if you're a fisherman and someone who probably is not a fisherman comes up to you and says, hey, why don't you try and catch it on the other side? Your response, if you were them and you're tired, um, may not be as gracious as, sure, I'll try that. (laughs) It it probably may even be a little bit rude. Anyhow, they respond to this man who they don't yet know who it is. They put the net on the other side, and they get the miraculous catch of fish. Um, And it's at that point in verse 7, it says, The disciple whom Jesus loved, which we know to be John, said to Peter, It is the Lord. They recognized Jesus because this is like one of those miracles that had happened before. This story is full of eyewitness accounts and, and details, um, and, uh, and it's wonderful to, to see those in here. Um, the point of all the eyewitness accounts and all the details is to help us, the reader, uh, understand that this isn't, um, this isn't just a, a, a careful story that's been written, but this is truth that's been recorded. Um, because there are so many specific details that you wouldn't necessarily want to put in there. Um, For example, uh, I'll jump forward and I'm going to jump back, but uh, they they said how many fish there were, 153. Um, And and theologians, as they like to do, try and work out, well, why is it 153 fish? Um, And any of you who are mathematicians will know that 153 is 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4, all the way up to 17. Now that's kind of a neat fact, but it still doesn't make any sense. Why would there be 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5? And uh, others say, well, it's like the feeding of the 5,000. There's a link to that. But probably it was that somebody actually counted the fish, because there are people in life that like to count things. Um, I wonder how many fish there are, and they're probably there counting them. And so they put the detail in, not for a huge spiritual significance, but for us to see that, that they were actually counting what was going on. So they've landed and they see a fire of burning coals with fish on it and some bread. And Jesus says, why don't you bring some of the fish you've just caught and why don't we eat together? And so they have breakfast on the beach. And he says, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples, it says in verse 12, dared to ask who he was, because at this point they knew it was the Lord. Uh, This is the third time, it says, that Jesus had appeared to them. And I think there's a significance that Jesus appears to them eating. There would be perhaps some confusion around whether Jesus was actually raised from the dead or whether they were just seeing somebody. Um, After somebody dies, we quite often can see people that look like them and, um, and then think it's them. 
That's quite, quite a common thing to happen in the bereavement process. So it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility that they may be seeing somebody and think it was Jesus. All this detail is to help us understand that this wasn't just their imagination. We've got a load of eyewitnesses in the disciples. We've got significant stories in the fish that are being caught replicating a previous miracle. Um, and then we have Jesus saying, okay, now we're going to sit together and eat. And as I joked on Easter Day, uh, if ever you've seen children's cartoons with ghosts in, you'll know that whenever they eat fish, the fish just fall on the floor um, because ghosts can't keep their food down. It's funny how that works. Uh, so there is evidence for us here that this isn't just a holographic image or in someone's imagination or, or something else. This is Jesus. So they finished eating, and Jesus asks Simon Peter three questions. And these three questions are almost like the antidote to the three times that Jesus denied, uh, Peter denied Jesus. You remember um, that Peter said, Jesus said, I'm getting my Jesus and my Peter mixed up, sorry. That, I'll talk slower. That Jesus said to Peter, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And this was before Jesus died. And Peter said, no, I won't. And then we hear, don't we, Peter doing that very thing. He denies Jesus three times. I never knew him. I didn't know the man. I have no idea who he is. Then the cock crows and Peter realizes what he's done. Exactly what he said he wouldn't do. And so now we see Peter uh, being reinstated when Jesus asks three questions. Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. Do you love me? Yes, take care of my sheep. Do you love me? You know I love you. Then feed my sheep. Three times Peter denies Jesus. And now three times Peter is, uh, says, yes, Jesus, I do love you. And so Jesus is indicating what Peter would go on to do. And we, we, we understand from church history that Peter uh, became the first pope, um, in the first bishop of Rome. And, um, and so he was leading an awful lot of sheep and feeding an awful lot of sheep uh, in the picture here. So we see... Uh, a real significance here at the end of John's Gospel. Firstly, we see a reminder that Jesus did rise from the dead and was seen by a number of eyewitnesses. There are other eyewitness accounts in other Gospels, but he was seen and he was out and about living among people. It wasn't just a figment of their imagination or a hologram. And we also see uh, Jesus giving Peter that charge. And that's all very well and good. You might be thinking, and I might be thinking, but what about for us? What about for us? Well, I wonder what Jesus would be saying to you today if you were having breakfast with him on the beach at the side of the Fraser River, having caught a massive catch of fish. I wonder what Jesus would be saying to you this morning. I suspect 
he will be asking you the same question that he asked Peter. Do you love me? And you might say yes. And he'd say, do you love me? And you might say yes a second time. And he might say, do you love me? The same questions that Jesus asks Peter, I think would be the questions that he would ask us. And when we respond in the affirmative and say, yes, Jesus, you know that we love you, I think he'd probably say to us the same thing. Then go take care of my sheep. And so as we go from here today at the end of the service, how we can take care of sheep, if we think of sheep as brothers and sisters in Christ, as members of our church community, as members of our wider community, is to do that thing that we keep talking about here, which is to go and share our faith and live our faith in the community. To go and take the good news of the risen Jesus to those who need to hear it, who need to experience it this day. Amen.